Antifa is no longer a hate group. They have now stepped into the domestic terrorism circle. Uh, I guess they, they want to step it up. But for some reason, the reactions to the last couple of weeks seem to be ignored by the left and the mainstream media, which is actually the same thing. But this brings up a bigger question. Are we heading towards a civil war? What would a civil war today look like? You know what? Let's talk about it. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. On Friday evening, anti-ice protesters gathered at an ice facility in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, one that held, this was a detention center. It actually did hold illegal aliens. And uh, the protest was moderately peaceful. The At first, it started off peaceful enough, it, as but as the protests continued, another set of protesters joined the group and started trouble. The Light of Liberty organization had no intention of doing anything violent, of doing anything caustic. They were just there to protest. But they were joined by a more militant group. The other group, and this militant group, had a little bit more in mind than doing this than just protesting. The the protesters passed through uh, the security tape that was set up by the ICE agents, walked up to the ICE facility, and replaced the U.S. flag with the Mexican flag. They actually walked in, lowered the U.S. flag, and then raised the Mexican flag. They then lowered the U.S. They then took the U.S. flag, defaced it, uh, with uh, spray paint with the words abolish ice and then raise the flag back up on another flagpole upside down. If you go to Dumbasses Talking Politics, you can actually see what they did. There are a couple things about this. I'm not against allowing for flag burning. I, I do believe in the First Amendment. I, I don't think we should be banned from burning our flag. And I think it would be a bad thing if we did this. Now, granted, we're the only country that actually does this. Um, we have the right to free speech. I, you don't, you're pissed off at the country. You don't like the country. Now, get this. Understand this. Don't burn a flag in front of me. It's going to be ugly. I'm going to get violent. And that's fine. Okay. But I don't believe that defacing the American flag is something that should be illegal. It's weird. It's a, liber it's a very libertarian view on the flag. But this occurred on government property, and those flags were owned, not by ICE, but by the people. The, people actually, the citizens of the United States actually bought those flags. What these people were doing is a crime. It is, uh, at wor at the best, it's vandalism. At worst, it's, uh, what do they call that? Burglary. Stealing the flag. Destroying the flag. Um, and these radicals walk right up to the facility filled with armed guards and vandal vandalized government property. They didn't think of it. It's like me walking up to the Lincoln Memo Memorial and just start spray painting on the side of, of the memorial. It's disgusting. I just can't imagine the balls on these people. 
What would have happened if ICE decided to enforce the law and arrest these people? Actually walk out armed and ready to go? Unfortunately, they didn't. Personally, I think they should have. I am sick and tired of these freaking people. They just let them off, let them blow off their steam uh, until they left, and they did end up leaving. Now, and there's another part of this that really bothers me. Imagine celebrating a country whose primary export is human trafficking and its sec- second biggest export is drugs. A country whose main commodities is inhuman suffering. That's Mexico. Mexico makes most of its money on trafficking human beings into the United States. Mexico's second biggest commodity is trafficking heroin, black tar heroin specifically, and fentanyl. And this is okay? You are actually looking at the country of Mexico and saying they're better than we are? You lower the U.S. flag. The U.S. flag, which represents the greatest country probably in human history, to raise the Mexican flag? Are you kidding? Oh, but I digress. Now, imagine another country. The one who is at the crap end of the stick in this deal has to has citizens that celebrate this this crap hole country like Mexico by raising that country's flag, replacing our own flag. Then desecrating our flag. That's what's happening. That's what's happened. Mexico deals in human trafficking and drugs. They're a good country. The United States deals with a capitalist economy, deals with freedom, but we get pissed on. Mexico is one of the most violent countries in the world. Alcapulco used to be a fantastic place to actually go out and spend your vacations. It is now one of the most violent, drug-infested cities in Mexico. Uh, It's also corrupt. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you this. Mexico is now officially more violent than Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, the two countries that are going through war. It's more violent than those two countries. Get this. Wait for it. Combined. Mexico has more murders per capita than Afghanistan and Iraq combined. Now, mind you, Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, Afghanistan has Al-Qaeda. Afghanistan has the Taliban. Iraq had ISIS. They're still dealing with Al-Qaeda. But Mexico is more violent than those two countries. Mexico is also excruciatingly corrupt. We're talking about El Chapo, Joaquim, um, I can't remember, Joaquim Escobar, whatever his name is. He escaped a maximum security prison when they caught him by tunneling under the prison. And no one caught this. I wonder why they didn't... I know why they didn't catch it. They didn't catch it because the, the, the country is corrupt. The government is corrupt. It's absolutely disgusting what we saw that day. But I do need to give the Light of Liberty some credit. Um, they saw what was happening and that's not what they wanted. And they left before 
the mob actually when the mob was actually attacking the ice facility. They wanted nothing to do with this. I I may not believe in anything that the life of uh, the uh, Life of Liberty organization believes in, but I'll party with them at any time because these guys are quality people. I bet I could even interview one of those guys and they will sit back and they'll talk to me. That is a class organization and I they embrace their First Amendment rights as long as they don't go overboard. Uh, and, and that's awesome. I, I think that is great. And that is what the First Amendment's about. And I, I'm beginning to wonder if we even know what the First Amendment is anymore. It's really disturbing. But that wasn't the worst story of the week. The worst story was um, a domestic terrorist attack on Saturday. A radical anarchist and Antifa member walked up to an ICE detention facility in Tacoma, Washington at 4 in the morning. He was armed with Molotov cocktails and flares. He's, and a, a AR-15. He actually had a rifle, which is weird because I didn't think these guys are full gun control nuts, so I'm not exactly sure where he got the uh, M-15. He started throwing the Molotov cocktails over the ICE facility's fence. Um, he caused some damage, no deaths. Uh, the Tacoma Police Department showed up, and uh, they killed him. They shot him. Uh no law enforcement officers were hurt. No migrants, no illegal aliens that are housed within the detention facility were hurt. And uh, the only thing I actually saw that was damaged was actually a car. The car was actually burned up. I mean, that's great for me, but the reality is somebody's car who was working in that detention facility, now he doesn't have a car or she. I'm not sure who it is. I find it absolutely amazing. This guy obviously was a real genius because he started throwing firebombs at a detention facility because he didn't believe in the um, detention of illegal illegal aliens. But meanwhile, he was willing to burn them all to the ground. So he was willing to kill, uh, quote, innocent illegal aliens, end quote, for the cause. That just shows you these people are sociopaths. They they do not care. They do not care. It's all about Trump. This crap did not happen before Trump. It's happening now. The terrorist was a 69-year-old Willem Van Spronson. He has had uh, he had been at the protest the day before, and his attack came uh, his attack came before another protest that was supposed to happen. Uh, later in the morning. Needless to say, that protest was broken up. They they did not protest it. He had an arrest record, including assaulting a police officer in another Antifa protest in Washington. Apparently, while the officer was breaking up a fight, uh, he grabbed the officer by the throat. If you go to the website, again, dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually hear the news report from the uh, from the site. They actually talk about the news report. They actually talk about it. Uh, this wasn't a good guy. He was a bad guy. And really bad guy. It may seem callous, but I'm glad he's dead. Uh, what's disturbing about this is Antifa, which is an anti, which stands for theoretically anti-fascist, 
is becoming more violent. They are now, they have really begun to escalate. The only time before they actually became violent was when we had alt-right people like the Proud Boys or the KKK. And it's not like that anymore. You'll remember just about a week and a half ago, Andy No, a journalist who happens to be Asian and gay, got the living crap beaten out of him. And they knew he was coming. And they targeted him. They beat him. They kicked him. They punched him. They threw milkshakes at him. They threw uh, milkshake glasses, that uh, cups, that actually had undried um, cement. This was a re- this was really bad. Um, I'm sure you've actually seen this before, but if you don't, go look at the video. This poor guy ended up with a brain bleed. He ended up with some damage. They weren't even sure if he was going to be mentally fit after this attack. It was so violent. Here's the thing. This attack on the ICE facility, the attack on No, these weren't spontaneous attacks. This wasn't going to be, you know, somebody decides to show up, people get ticked off, and they decide to attack these people. No. The attack on the ICE facility was a planned attack. The attack on No was a planned attack. The second they found No, they attacked him. The second, the ICE guy, he was prepared to die. He was really ready to go. These were planned attacks. This is no different than what Al-Qaeda does. This is no different than what ISIS does. And this is scary. This could be very bad. The funny thing is, um, these guys are not being called a terrorist group or a hate group by leftist media, leftist uh, organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Southern Poverty Law Center actually, and I, I suggest you actually go to their website and take a look at who they call a hate group and who they don't call a hate group. For some reason, Border Patrol and ICE is considered a hate group for the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Proud Boys, which is an alt-right organization, and even a lot of people say it's not really alt-right. I don't know enough about them to really make... They sound like an alt-right organization. Uh, I've seen videos of them, and they really... I, I'm just not really sure. But that group is considered a hate group, yet Antifa is not. They're not considered a hate group. They're not considered domestic terrorists. Okay? And there's a reason that these attacks occurred in Colorado and they occurred they occurred over in Washington the government's not doing anything about it the washington mayor when andy no was attacked the washington mayor told the police stand down it you if the police show up it will escalate tensions i'm not exactly sure how it's going to escalate anything colorado a newly liberal state did not send police. They do not check these people. They do not figure out what these people are. Just, it happened. And this guy had some really, really, really weird um, beliefs. He was, he, the, he was set to actually do something like this. 
Now, you'll notice, I, I like to joke a lot. I'm not joking about this. This bothers me. I, I think I think there's nothing funny about this, and I think there's some scary... I think something scary is on the horizon. Scary for all of us. And uh, I think we're going to talk about that. Now, the reaction to this attack... Well... So far, the reaction has been really disgusting. There's been absolutely no mention of the attack from the leftist media. None. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, all ignored the story. As far as CNN is concerned, I'm not really that surprised. CNN has always given Antifa a pass, as I've said this before in previous podcasts. I know why they do not want to talk about the attack. When Omar Mateen attacked the Pulse nightclub, they had no problem calling out the bigoted attack on gays, in Amer- gays by an American citizen for three weeks. Though Mateen was a terrorist, he was an ISIS sympathizer. They never mentioned that. They only talk about Mateen, Omar Mateen, who attacked the Pulse nightclub, killing 50-some-odd people, or 40-some-odd. I'm not sure how many he killed. He was in the forty, late 40s, early 50s. All they could think of was, hey, he's not a Muslim ISIS terrorist. He's not a radical Muslim. He is a bigot. Even though it's been proved that Mateen actually frequented, frequented the club and his sexuality was always questioned. Um, but CNN has another reason. They have really laid the cards out when it comes to Antifa. W. Camus Bell of CNN did a documentary where he shows, showed admiration for, this vicious, for a vicious Antifa member. This is an Antifa member who actually hurts people. She carries weapons. She's not a nice person. And by the way, the she thing, let's be careful with that. Yes, it's a woman. You'd think, okay, she's not going to hurt anyone. No, she is a big woman. Um, This is a woman who's known to carry knives, brass knuckles, all sorts of fun stuff. But he decided to interview her and he admired what she does and the weapons she carried. He asked her a question she answered, and he never pushed back. There is never any pushback from the left when it comes to dealing with their own people. So, for example, I would say, well, people say you're a violent gang. She would answer, and then I'd push back and say, well, is that really the way to handle He never did that. This was basically a propaganda film. And needless to say, CNA, CNN got things wrong again. And they could not report the truth for fear of showing their true colors. That's why they can't report the terrorist attack on the ICE facility. Uh, Now, I have a snippet of the documentary, which I'm going to throw in there. And I wanted to publish the entire documentary, but I couldn't find it anymore. Makes me wonder if it was removed. I'm not surprised... I'm not surprised. I, I would figure, yeah, these guys are, they, they don't want this. They're getting railed on Twitter. 
Willem Van Spronsen was pictured in the actual documentary. He, they actually took a picture of Antifa members while the interview was taking place, and one of them was Van Spronsen. And apparently he belonged to the sect of Antifa where this gal was actually interviewed. Um, below is a clip of the Antifa leader, uh, of Bell interviewing the Antifa le leader. Excuse me, not below, but you're going to listen to a clip. In this clip, Bell is amazed by the weapons that this nut job carries, and he actually takes these weapons as if they are almost holy. Listen to this bullshit. I shouldn't say bullshit. Listen to this crap. Now we have to talk about the stuff we see on the news. And, you know, specifically, like, you've actually at times had to get out there and get and mix it up. What was it like? So I went to visit this protest in Portland. There was, like, the Proud Boys and this group called ACT. It's anti-Islamic. Uh -oh. And this guy just ran at these two girls. And so they were both wearing hijabs. And he definitely looked like he was going to, like, hit them, jump on them. Yeah. I didn't really even think about it. I jumped, like, at him. But I, I picked him up, like, off the ground. And I threw him on the ground. And then I just jumped on him. And I started, like, punching him. It's not easy to imagine you in the streets punching a proud boy in the face <laughs> <laughs> which which doesn't mean i don't believe you would do it you know how you sort of frame people mm -hmm. as like this is what i'm expecting this is what this person's gonna be and then to sit here with you right now it's like it's not what i imagine oh i love that these are uh i know i like that <laughs> can i put yeah. on? i want to ask you want to ask wow and this is a uh, i okay. usually have a couple of those on me just in case just uh, just in case I use it for whatever I need to use it for. Point taken. Mm -hmm. In other words, stay in line, come yeah. on. <laughs> Keep it friendly. What a garbage human being. What an absolute garbage human being. This is a violent, violent human being. This is a person who shouldn't be respected, should be just thrown in the trash. And, and I, I, I'm sorry, the Proud Boys, not a good group. Hate the Proud Boys. Don't get me wrong. Not a fan. But this is a garbage human being, and he doesn't push back on her. She sits back and tells her, tells him what she does. She's beating the shit out of people with brass knuckles and knives. And she carries them, hey, whenever she needs them. Just absolute garbage. Is it a wonder why CNN won't report on this terrorist attack? You gotta listen to the language Bell uses throughout the interview. The one that I actually have posted on dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, he considers her legendary, quote, end quote. She is a legendary member of Antifa. I... And then what gets really interesting, you really need either go to YouTube or whatever. She considers herself an anarcho-communist. I don't even know what that means. They're completely two different ideologies. There's no such thing as an anarch. You can't be an anarchist and a communist at the same time. Completely different ideologies, yet that's what she calls herself. These people are freaking stupid. Communism is totalitarian. Anarchy is 100% freedom. 
She says she's both. How does that work? Nah. But this hypocrisy of Bell... This is the hypocrisy of Bell. I mean, he he's a communist. He's a Black Lives Matter fascist. You could consider him a black nationalist. Okay, we talk about white nationalists and that's so bad. And it is. But there are black nationalists too. And he's a black nationalist. So it's not a shock. But the thing is, this is something that all of CNN embraces. It's not diversity either. You know, Andy No is a gay Asian. They didn't care about that. He's hardly alt-right. He's conservative, but he's not alt-right, obviously. It, they beat the shit out of him because they didn't believe in the philosophy, because he doesn't believe in the philosophy of Antifa. Bell, again, is a communist. He believes in Antifa. He is a militant. He is not one of these guys. And it's a shock that he's on CNN, who purports to have, you know, unbiased news. So his love affair with with uh, Antifa is not surprising. But CNN is filled with people who believe Antifa is on the right side of history. Now, I've played this clip before from Don Lemon. I'm going to play it again because you really need to listen to these people. These people are insane. I can only listen to CNN for like 15-minute increments. I go absolutely crazy after that. But listen to Don Lemon talk about Antifa. Phenomenon that is a large has a large following across the country, but because it is the counterpart to the conversation about how President Trump dealt with that particular moment in American history. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's you know no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Um, no one condones the violence, but there were different reasons for Antifa and for these neo-Nazis uh, to be there. One, racist fascists the other group fighting racist fascists there is a fascist there's a distinction there thank you both i appreciate it much now you probably haven't seen me my picture yet i'm short i'm very short i'm like five seven okay i'm sorry i'm just i'm a short guy i'm good with it i can live with it we make fun of it all the time at work but here's the thing um me saying that i am actually a giant doesn't make me a giant any more than Antifa saying they are anti-fascist, that's what Antifa means, makes them anti-fascist. And notice, it's okay for him. It's okay for Don Lemon. It's no problem. This is the dumbest reasoning to justify Antifa's violence. And I am sick and tired of hearing... It's Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault Antifa exists? Trump hasn't done anything fascist so far. Matter of fact, completely op- completely opposite. Chris Cuomo on CNN says the same thing. Is it a wonder why these stations don't report an instance of domestic terrorism that involves Antifa? Not at all. But let's let's move on. What about our politicians? Uh, for sure, they'll condemn the ter- domestic terrorist attack, right? Even if 
far leftists who hate ICE must say something, right? Let's watch. Let's watch this. Uh, let, let's let's first hear. This is from uh, Rebel Media. Uh, it, it, brand new folks. I just started following. Let's listen to him interview Ilan Omar and hear what she said about condemning Antifa. Will you condemn Antifa for the attack in Washington? It's easy to condemn a terrorist attack. That's right. Absolutely nothing. Nothing said. She wouldn't condemn them. She wouldn't deal with them. Okay. Well, all right. All right. Ilhan Omar is a mean human being. She's not a very good person. She's just, she's a terrible person. So let's just assume she really does like Antifa and she loves the way they are. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about the other one. Uh, Elise, sorry, Anaya Presley. Let's listen to what she had to say when she was asked the same questions by Rebel Media about condemning the Antifa attack. Do you condemn Antifa for their violent actions against American law enforcement? Okay, so now you're getting in the way of me walking, so I'm asking you to please back up. Sir? Do you condemn Antifa? What I'm condemning is a lack of journalistic integrity, that you're not respecting my physical space right now, and I'm going to ask you to step away. And Antifa didn't respect the integrity of that building. You can give me a card and we can respond. So you're not going to condemn them? This isn't a, a journalistic ethics thing. I'm asking questions that CNN won't. Will you condemn Antifa? Sir, asking one more time to please scoot over. Wow. Once again, nothing? Is it really that hard to condemn a terrorist attack? Okay, that's fine. Okay, Omar is mean. Presley is, well, Omar is an open anti-Semite. She's a racist. She hates America. Presley hates America. She's an open racist. So, but we need to deal with the darling of the party. Let's talk about AOC. AOC must have said something, right? So let's, let's hear what AOC said about it. Will you condemn Antifa for the attack in Washington? It's easy to condemn a terrorist attack. We're wondering if you'll condemn... Nope, not a word. She didn't say anything. But I will give her some credit here. She actually did... Um, talked to the Daily Caller, which is an English newspaper, and they basically said that um, she basically did condemn them eventually. The other two didn't. And this is what's really disturbing about this whole thing. Um, it's, I kind of understand why they don't go out and condemn these people. Now, Two weeks ago, I made a rather bold statement. In fact, I wasn't even sure I shouldn't walk this walk that statement back uh, because it seemed really a bit extreme. It almost seemed conspiracy theory. I called Antifa the brown shirts of the left. 
For those who don't remember, the brown shirts were Hitler's personal police force and were charged with, with enforcing Hitler's policies and doing away with his enemies and detractors. The, they were outside of the regular police and they were outside of the military. They were his personal people. Um, I stated Antifa was there to promote the radical beliefs of AOC and her minions in a way, including in any way they can, including through violence. The left's rejection to condemn Antifa terror shows that I may not be far off and maybe I shouldn't walk anything back. Antifa also made a statement about the attack. They called Van Spronson a comrade and a martyr. But what is scarier is that they actually have called for more action just in the same way that Van Spronson took. I'm not really sure how the Southern Poverty Law Center sees ICE as a hate group, but refuses to acknowledge these cowardly thugs, these people that cannot even show their faces. They got to hide themselves behind masks. Uh, I've got a feeling the future of this country could be kind of dark. And it's a little scary. So <clears throat> let's talk about civil war. Okay, because civil war is something we need to actually take a look at. There's been a lot of talk about civil war in the United States. I hate to say it, but it looks like that might be the case. Our political climate does not allow for debate. We do not discuss the issues. Instead, we call each other names, and the right is doing it too. That's not just... That's, this is why Trump is in office. The right is doing it too. It's not just the left. The left does it more often, and they say worse things, but we do it too, including me. I've gotten caught a couple of times where I shouldn't have said something I did. Some issues are really hard to find common ground. Abortion, abortion is an example of this. An anti-abortionist such as myself will have a hard time accepting the left's premise that one can kill a baby to the point that the baby is in the birth canal. I, this is not a negotiating tactic for me. If you sit back and say, well, no, you should be able to kill this baby right off, right when it's about to be born, that's not a baby at that point. That is a baby at that point, and there's no argument there. Likewise, pro-abortionists will never surrender the idea that abortion is not actually killing a child. It's killing a glob of cells or whatever they want to say it is. There's no middle ground when it comes to that stuff. The two sides are way too polarized right now. Unfortunately, it's not just abortion. We've got illegal immigration, we've got religion, we've got gender, Medicare for all, socialism, economic equality, and climate change. Just a few of the policies that there really isn't a middle ground. There's nobody wants to debate anybody. As passions grow, so does the anger. It starts with arguing, then yelling, then mob violence, and finally domestic terrorism against one's, quote, enemies, end quote. So could we be heading towards a civil war, and what's it going to look like? Well, to be honest with you, we might already be there. 
A civil war today will not be the geographic civil war that we saw from 1861 to 1865, the South and the North. It will be ideological. There will be more protests, and those protests will get violent. People will get hurt. People may die. We're already seeing that now. There will be domestic terror attacks against institutions people do not agree with. People who voice opinions that counter those who are radical, whether they be on the right and the left, will be attacked. And it may not be that people are actually talking to an individual. It could be I'm sitting back in a booth at a restaurant and we're talking, me and my buddy are talking about Trump. Maybe we're having a debate, maybe we're not. But just overhearing what people call hate speech is enough to set someone up. So it, it's, it's scary. Uh, the alt-left and the alt-right will grow because extreme because the extreme ideas and the threats of violence will attract people to groups that can protect them and protect their ideas. People still want to express their ideas. And you may have some weak-minded individuals on the conservative party that will say, you know what, I'm going to join the alt-right simply because I can express my ideas without actually getting killed. That's not a good way to be. Alt-right groups like the Proud Boys will grow. And as as Antifa actually joins these protests, and actually as Antifa becomes more violent, the Proud Boys will grow. The Proud Boys will show up when Antifa shows up at a rally. Eventually, protests, which are protected by the First Amendment, will not be protests between people who just don't agree with ideas. It will be protests that have groups that are ready to clash. Riots will commence like the one in Charlottesville. People will be killed like what happened in Charlottesville. And notice I'm saying Charlottesville because it's on both sides of the aisle. It's not just on the left or the right. I could sit back and I could tell you, well, things will happen like they happen in Tacoma, Washington. But the reality is, it's on both sides of the party. When you're sitting, both sides of the line. When you're sitting back and you're looking at alt-left and alt-right. And I consider Antifa alt-left, just like I consider Proud Boys and the KKK alt-right. It'll happen on both sides. The right is not going to be innocent in this whole thing. The alt-right, by the way. I mean, if you look at like the Tea Party. The Tea Party was not an alt-right group. They just didn't believe in what Obama was doing. They were okay. They didn't cause violence. They didn't destroy property. They didn't do anything. But when you get the Proud Boys or the KKK or the neo-Nazi parties actually getting together, that's when bad things happen. And then, unfortunately, it'll be the innocents in the middle who just want to protest and that could be on the left or the right, that's when we're going to have problems. The good news is this war will not affect most people who don't participate in these protests. 
you know, the people who actually have jobs. You notice that a lot of these protests happen during the middle of the week. Why? These people aren't working. They're going home after they protest and living with mom, living in the basement with mom, and that's alt-right and alt-left. We won't have to worry, but we will have to worry. We'll have to worry about what we wear. We will have to worry about what we say in public. We will have even have to worry about things that we can't control. To Antifa, like wearing a red hat. It doesn't even have to say, Make America Great Again or MAGA or whatever. It, it's just things trigger. People will be triggered over the most mundane details. To Antifa, being a white male, wealthy or religious is considered part of the capitalist hierarchy. It's considered white privilege. I'm not kidding here. How many videos are on the internet where someone was assaulted because he's wearing a red hat? It's stupid. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't know why we got so lost so quick. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm really sure I, I, I'm really sure I support. I'm really glad I support the Second Amendment. Because I am. I do have weapons. I do have guns. I do have things like this. And by the way, this is exactly what the Founding Fathers tried to preach to us when the Second Amendment came about. It's for days like this. You can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool R-U-N-N-I-N F-E-W-L. You can download the podcast at iTunes, Podbean, or Podcast Addict. And you can listen to it on YouTube. I encourage you to visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. (laughs) 